my brother, I've brought you here today to give you a choice. Do you want to be a human or down with the man? Do you want to be just another black man or do you want to be the original man? You are a king in this world. And so I offer you a choice. Do you take this blue pill? Do you stay here working the fields in this man's world? Or do you take this red pill? Do you join us? Do you come back with us to the original land of Zion and fulfill your destiny? Whoa. But what about that purple pill, though? Shit. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of White People Won't Save You. This is the podcast where we deconstruct the white savior trope in film, and then we recontextualize these films with Black and POC people at the forefront. I am one of your hosts, Jordan Clark, alongside my co-host, Cameron Mason. And today we have another very, very special guest for you. This man is doing so many wonderful, wonderful, wonderful things. And uh, hopefully you're already following him, but if you're not, you really should be. Today we have the Blurred Without Fear, Bernie Carruthers. How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. (laughs) I'm doing pretty good. For those who, for some reason, are not already familiar with what you do, let the people know about what you got going on. Uh, I So I run a uh, YouTube channel, uh, Blurred Without Fear. Uh, Basically, I talk about comic books uh, i usually try and uh break them down find little hidden connections narrative points and where where possible try to you know showcase some of the uh social and uh political commentary that uh is there within and uh show you how it connects back to other things uh just the and also i talk about you know specific characters uh, more often than not, uh, I try to break down uh, characters of color, uh, marginalized characters that don't get talked about very often. <laughs> some For characters sure. you may know about, some you may have never even uh, known existed. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, well, you you came in hot with a movie that I feel like a lot of people, it's, it's a movie that even when some people started suggesting it to me, like, I was like, yeah, okay, you know, because I, I think when you think <laughs> about it, it's it really takes, it's a trilogy of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you take the first one by itself, you can say, hmm, I mean, maybe, but then when There's you look at it- going on. Yeah, when you look mm-hmm. at it through all three films, it is very much, comes more, even, and more, apparent. Oof, it's uh, more and more apparent. It's more and more apparent by the minute, by the movie. Ernie, let the people know what what movie series we're going to be talking about today <laughs> and, and why you decided you wanted to break this one down. Uh, so the movie series we'll be talking about is going to be the Matrix trilogy. So that's uh, Matrix, Matrix Reloaded, uh, Matrix Revolution. Revolutions. Ooh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I chose the Matrix series because it's uh, it's one of those that technically uh you know without going too deep into the behind the scenes stuff 
was one of those movies that yeah, you know, when you know who was in like the running for certain roles and yeah, you know, who who were ori- the people originally attended to uh, be cast in the movie, this movie could have had a completely different look and probably could have been something incredibly, uh, incredibly special uh, at a time well, when stuff like this wasn't happening. We'll be getting to that. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yes. Oh, we'll yeah. definitely be getting to that. <laughs> so yeah, and, and and we ultimately we got what we got, and that is a well. It's a fine movie. It's, it's a fine. It's it's, it's a fine, fine movie. movie. Yeah, with a I lot mean, of white savior. In it. <laughs> you got it, and that's why we're here today. <laughs> so, I know Cameron really had a lot of a lot of thoughts uh, that he wanted to get <laughs> off, and so he's going to be taking the lead on this one uh but we are going to that's a lot of movies right like that's three movies it's three movies with a fourth in like literally in post-production right now yeah Yeah. like that's coming out i believe december 22nd is the date that they have uh Mm -hmm. in place right now but i mean each of these movies are two hours long obviously we can't get into every single detail of each of these films because it's just too much to talk about uh so we're going to take a wide view of the matrix trilogy and zero in on certain parts that really stand out to us but yeah i mean if you haven't seen the matrix the matrix is the matrix how do you how do you pluralize matrix matrix <laughs> um the original matrix came out in 1999 and you know the wakaskis made this film which is like kind of their they made a movie before this um which was uh it was called bound that was their first movie and then Mm -hmm. after that they do the matrix which is you know it's it's a big transition and a big step up in terms of budget and everything like that but it was a movie and Mm -hmm. a series of movies that they had been trying to get made since they got their first movie made you know they had it kind of in mind and and we're working towards it and you know we'll talk a little bit about just the general production journey because there was a lot going on a lot of you know could have been maybes you know as Ernie was alluding to in terms of casting but oh yeah it it comes out (laughs) um you know the budget for the movie is is 63 million but the box office is 465.3 million over the course of all of these movies like the matrix has made billions of dollars i think close to three billion dollars multiple billions of dollars as a franchise it is huge it is a franchise which has shaped film you know very Mm -hmm. literally in terms of the way that we look at action sequences and even the way that we look at these big blockbuster budget movies it is also Mm -hmm. in and of itself been parodied to the nth degree the sequels have created kind of a, a very tense outlook for studios in terms of like, you know, you have these this this big movie and then how do we kind of follow these things up? Because the second movie made like $700 million mm-hmm. at the box office, but then it was another, it was another break-in situation, right? Breaking comes out in the spring and then Breaking 2 comes out in the winter and there's a huge drop off in money mm-hmm. similar situation here where the matrix reloaded comes out earlier in the year and then six months later matrix uh revolutions revolution yeah. and it's a huge drop off in in box office it's a huge drop off considered considered a bomb actually yeah, yeah. in terms of, yeah. of of the critical reception too people mm-hmm. really did not 
like that movie and so it, it kind of ends up the trilogy itself kind of <laughs> ends up in this weird place where it is at once a supremely influential concept and idea the matrix is this huge thing that has spawned we'll talk about this too countless youtube channels like thesis papers phds you know papers like people have written extensively about these movies and what they mean all of that stuff podcasts, the matrix is literally that. a cultural watershed moment yeah that came so, at the time well the time was perfect for it i mean yeah fear of the internet y2k yeah. literally mm-hmm. right around the corner yep and we released this movie that posits almost the same things that we're fearing mm-hmm. yeah and it's a big budget movie it gets a lot of pe- gets a lot of eyeballs it certainly does so cameron go ahead and, and and lead us through uh this trilogy because there's there's a lot for us to talk about and break down but <laughs> there's also a lot to talk about and break down yes so i will do my best to I'll, I'll, I'll do the uh, major points of the first one, and then we can go in vagaries of the second one because they're vague as, as they are anyway. Yeah. So The Matrix, you know what it is. It's uh, Neo is a, a guy, Thomas Anderson, a guy, computer programmer, right? Working in his office one day, and all of a sudden, he gets a call that tells him very specific things, actually. Just telling him, hey, go down the hallway. Hey. They're coming for you. Hey, roll around that corner. Thomas Anderson's freaking out. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. How do you know my name? He's like, shut up. Do what I say. So he starts rolling around his office, and then he finds out he's being tracked by agents. And these agents are coming from the Matrix, from this underworld, to track him down because, unbeknownst to him, he is the one. And literally, over three movies, we don't get much more than that because he's just the one. He's just the one. He might as well be Jesus. He's internet Jesus. He's internet Jesus. And we could refer to him as, as, as internet Jesus if you'd want to through the rest yeah, of this maybe. podcast. Hey, it can happen. Let's do it. Um, so, yes, he, he, he finally, he, 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 go, he answers this phone call. He escapes his office, as so many people in America wanted to do at the time, into basically the internet. Basically a, a computer simulation. And that's where he meets his good buddy morpheus played by Lawrence fishburne favorite black actor you know you got it that's right we got Lawrence fishburne in the house straight out of yeah top of his class he's the top guy so morpheus is asking him hey or or telling him basically uh bestowing this honor on him and you are the one he's telling him Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. We have we have a perfect drop. It's a new new, new drop alert uh, for what he's basically telling. <laughs> and no, actually, that's him saying it, too. That's him saying it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Morpheus tells uh, Thomas Anderson that he's Neo, that he's the one, that he is the one meant to save this underworld well and basically to to save humanity you know save humanity because this is the actual humanity this underworld right that's what the matrix posits is that these this underworld has been destroyed over the years due to this virus and that they're like you know they're dressed up in like burlap sacks they're looking bad you know nobody's cleaning themselves ain't nobody taking no showers it's looking bad down there and 
Neo can save them and possibly get them a shower. So, so that's, that's, what <laughs> that's the, essentially that's what like, that's essentially like the major like first act of the Matrix. And in in this first act, he learns instantly learns Taekwondo. Mm-hmm. He instantly learns like karate. He instantly like knows how to you know use semi-automatic weapons. Right. And it's kind of cool. That's kind of cool shit to look at. You know, that's that scene in the movie where you see the guns come out of literally nowhere, mm-hmm. and they're just like, "Yeah, I'll take this one." Yeah, like that's that's insane. That's pretty cool. Yeah, no, there's a lot of iconic. I mean, this movie sets this movie off. Is, yeah, it's littered with iconic imagery. You're totally right. Yeah, it sets off a lot of stuff, and really, it's gets to kind of play in two worlds where you know when they're in the matrix right like they're basically in a video game right like it's just like let me get that that ammunition drop let me get that let me get that they got the double jump yeah, yeah. let me get that upgrade <laughs> right you know, right right they can upgrade their stats in real time and learn let how me to get that loot box this. real quick right yep. so it, it is kind of a fun sandbox to play in where i mean there's even the training sequence where neo has to like jump across the roof or you know and then he lands and he kind of bounces on the ground and you don't know, feel like the thing the same thing happened in spider-man he jumped across the room yeah. where he could do <laughs> do things right but we we get the sense that yeah neo is starting to learn that certain rules don't apply within the matrix mm. you can you can do basically whatever your mind allows you to do so 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 neo pops down neo and morpheus pop down in this ship called the nebuchadnezzar mm. And this ship guides them through this dystopia. This is how they live. This is how they evade the machines that are coming to take the rest of humanity. So they're flying around this ship. And from this ship, they can plug into the Matrix. And that's where rules don't matter. You know, free your mind, he says. Free your mind which means you can jump across this roof. You know Taekwondo. You can dodge a bullet. You can do anything you want. You literally just had to put your mind to it. It's literally a, like a fucking dare class. It's it's like it's like being a twelve year old. It's like put your mind yeah. to it. You can do it, right? Well, he's got the line. You know, they're fighting, and then he's beating uh, Neo's ass, and Neo is like huffing and puffing, and he's like, you know, do you think that's air that you're breathing right now? Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. basically that you're you're still feeling limited by physical mm-hmm. boundaries physical constraints. Like, yes. you know none of that matters you need to you need to elevate yourself it's all ones and zeros down here baby you can just do whatever you want <laughs> and so he's learning he's learning that and then we find out that the agent smith the most prominent virus in the matrix is coming for them mm-hmm. and he's coming for neil because he knows he's the one and you also meet a bunch of like crazy characters throughout the way. You know, there's what <laughs> Joe Pantoliano as like the bald cyberpunk dude, Cypher, right? Yeah. We got um, Tank, the light skinned pilot. We got uh, who else? Who else is on the ship Dozer. as well? The, Dozer. Dozer. Yeah. The, the big brother. Yeah. <laughs> the big brother. Yeah. Tank's brother. That's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 And good casting because they look alike, but they are not they related. They are not. They yeah. actually look like their brothers. Mm. Uh, you've got Mouse. You've got, you got Switch. Mouse. Yeah. Uh, you've oh, got but all these people, A-pop. all these people die. Like these people that we've named have yeah. died in like quick succession after they're oh, literally yeah. introduced. <laughs> uh, but then you do have another member of. Oh, in... I forgot. 
right the oracle right and gloria foster yes and gloria foster the late gloria foster actually yes um who's she's so good in this movie like so mm-hmm. well cast she's probably yeah. one of the better like one of the i don't say the better part but just but like, like i say the, the better part of this movie yeah like like when it comes to like like breaking down the exposition of the movie like the like the mumbo jumbo that they throw yes. at you in this movie she actually sells you on it because Yes, more so than yeah. Morpheus, even, which is kind of wild. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Like she, she gives it. She gives it to you in a way that, like, it makes more sense because mm-hmm. it's the way she carries herself. How she, she's kind of, she's got that sassy kind of you know, that sassy black grandma attitude. Oh, and I bet the Warner yeah. Brothers executives said a whole lot of that exact same sentence. Yeah. <laughs> oh, when yes. they, When they cast her. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. they're like, we want the sassy Ooh, black we grandma. We want that sassy black grandma. Oh yeah, Gloria but, Foster. They, they probably didn't even say grandma. They they probably saw man. They they probably said Mandy. Ooh, they probably ooh, said oh yeah, oh yeah. Sprinkle it on, <laughs> sprinkle it on. Mm, mm. Like yeah, we, we like that. We, we need a we need a sassy black uh, mammy mm. uh, to Ooh. come in and, uh, and 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 do some exposition scenes. Uh, yeah, yeah, let's get her in here. Yeah, do you think uh, Aunt Jemima, <laughs> is, is, is Aunt Jemima is that, available? Is she available? <laughs> right. <laughs> She's not real. Somebody, oh. Yeah, somebody literally. Yeah. Oh, she's just a pancake lady. She's not a real person. She's can we syrup. like? Can we animate oh. the syrup bottle to kind of like you know? Yeah, we we have the money. We can just animate a cereal. No, we can an, we can can't animate syrup. That? Okay, oh, okay. Fine. That's racist. That's racist. Okay, okay, okay. What got do you it, mean got it's it. racist? I eat Aunt Jemima all the time. Mm. <laughs> she Look, practically raised me. Right. <laughs> she, she, oh God. But Gloria oh, Foster God. is great. Yeah, no, no, she's fantastic. fantastic. And she plays a woman called the Oracle, who literally speaks in mum- speaks in mumbo jumbo. Honestly, yeah. she's fluent in mumbo jumbo, and she clues Neo into what he really needs to know in order to fill his prophecy as the one. And well, she she's... even kind of gives you some teases about some stuff that's going to happen. And, yes, in the later movies, it's, it's almost like, like they knew that two and three were going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like that's. They... A... That's the one area where I actually believe, yeah, they knew. They knew. They knew. They were, yeah. <laughs> but important to this movie, she does tell him that, well, she doesn't tell him, but she basically leads him into yeah. deciding that he's not the one. Like, he he comes to the conclusion he's not the one after the conversation. I, anyway. Even though his name is an anagram uh, for the one, but yeah, it's, he, ain't, he ain't the one. And oh, my she, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Are you blowing your mind, Cameron? <laughs> Oh my god! I'm sitting here describing the movie to people, and I'm just oh my god! That's yeah. You know, I'm, I'm out of my element. I'm levels, out of my element. levels, there's baby, levels, levels. levels to this. Oh wow! Oh wow! Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but I mean, but she sold him. She sold him on it. She, she sold, sold him. She, she did. Yeah, <laughs> she did tell him. So 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 the everybody we we go and visit the oracle, and the oracle like yes does does convince Neo that he's not the one but also in this it's also like the oracle lives in well no one lives anywhere because it's all a simulation and yeah. situation but she lives in a project building which we don't like that she could have lived any fucking where and she, she lives got in a, a project she's got a bunch of kids and she yeah. got a bunch of kids of no, all races and creeds and kinds and they're all bending they spoons a, and shit They've yep. been in spoons in the foyer, and literally, she still lives in like you know apartment 20, 28, 22. You know what I mean? She lives on <laughs> the twenty fourth. Some candy. Project building. Yeah. 
she did she offer like a butterscotch or something. She offered him a butterscotch, <laughs> yeah, like I, all like all three of our grandmothers did, like all six of our yeah. grandmothers did. Only thing she time. only thing she was missing was the plastic on the couch. I don't think she. Yeah, had that. I don't, yeah she, there was no plastic. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, there was and, no plastic. Uh, on the couch. And personally, I would have preferred she offered me like the little strawberry candy, you know, yeah. the one that's like that's what I want. It's got the little strawberry wrapper on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Oh, that's the one. Maybe hidden. Maybe hidden. Now I'm about to go on Amazon and see if I actually find like a bulk pack of like strawberry candy. No, they don't exist. I will Venmo you. I will Venmo you. You gotta split that. They only exist in grandma's purse. That's it. They, oh, you're right. They just spontaneously appear. They, you can't buy them. No, <laughs> I believe it. Like literally, right. like, when I show up and get the Amazon box, it's gonna just be a box that some black grandma is gonna pull it out of her purse and just hand it over. To you. Yeah, you pull out a black grandma and then she pulls it out of her purse. It's a three-part process. <laughs> <laughs> so we so we come to find out at the Oracle's apartment, we come to find out that Cypher ain't really who he says he is. Mm. My my man is a snitch. Well, I mean, given who's playing him, I he think everybody yeah. should yeah, have right. off top. Yeah. He he was um, sneaky from the jump. We knew we should. Yeah, my, my man Joe Pantoliano has been playing snitches. He's like yeah. his entire career. I think Suspect. every character he's ever played is a snitch. Yeah, get your money. Trash. Get your money, but also like stop tattling. So Cipher tattles on Neo to, sure agents, to the agents, to the agents, and they find out, and they got to get out of that project building quick. They rush down the stairs, and they get out into I guess like they're literally in the city instantly. Mm-hmm. And they're being tracked by these agents. So they got guns. But Neo knows guns now. Neo, uh, Morpheus, and uh, Trinity. Trinity, uh, she's another human who Morpheus tipped off to that reality. He opened her third eye. Sure did. Sure did. And then she's got the the guns. They both got the guns. Let's go. Let's go. So they're fighting their way, basically to get to a phone because when they, they have to answer a certain phone in order to get back into their human bodies onto the ship. And if they don't, they will be lost in the matrix forever. Mm-hmm. And that's basically like the third act of the movie is like them trying to get past the agents to get yeah. to the phone, to, mm-hmm. to take the call, to get back in their human bodies, to save right. the ship from being destroyed by the onslaught of machines that are coming. Yeah. Right. Uh, Agent Smith is able to capture Morpheus. Yeah. So... Oh, yes, that's right. That's right. Morpheus is trapped at the top of the building, and, and Neo and Trinity have to fight their way through the agents to get to Morpheus. It's like the last stage of like Streets of Rage too. Yeah. They're literally, they're wow. going through. They're wow. going through a high rise building just so they can what get a ref. To the top. <laughs> yeah. What a ref. Uh, right. But just just for I a second. Appreciate it. Ooh, hey. Can we talk about Hugo Weaving though for a second? Because he is yeah. Really let's give him his movie. flowers. Let's give Hugo Weaving his flowers real quick. He really yes. Agent Smith makes this movie and subsequent movies just in terms of him being like Dude, such a believable villain and a compelling villain. He is. There's a lot of confusing things in the Matrix. He's like, an he's of, an all time villain, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's yeah. an all time villain. Well, like lot- I put him up there with like the worst of the worst. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, because there's a lot of things that I'm still trying to piece together, even after all these years. But Hugo Weaving is a program who yes, is yes. is sick of 
everything. He's, he's human. Sick of the, sick. Yeah. yeah, they make him the, sick, the, visibly. flesh-colored flunkies. Yeah, <laughs> and so unlike the other programs that he works alongside of the other agents who seemingly are just doing their job because that's what they're programmed to, like he has yeah. developed a sense of like true yeah. disgust and dislike with mm-hmm. humanity, but also with the Matrix itself. He wants to get yes. out of the Matrix. He's done he wants to get out, yes. Yeah. So he feels like, oh, you know, once I get rid of, you know, Morpheus, who's been a pain in his side, but then also get rid of Neo and, you know, all this stuff, then I can finally, like, once the humans are gone, there's no need for the Matrix. I can get out of here and go back to whatever, whatever it is that I want to do with my, my life and time. How does it end, Cameron? They, they rescue, there's the whole iconic scene with the guns and and the the bullet time. He dodges bullets. He's finally free. He's finally the one. Uh, they uh, they get into the building. They find Morpheus. He's like strapped. He's like tied to a chair, beat up. Agent Smith's been beating him up for a while. The yep. sprinklers are going. There's water all over his face. And there's like a final helicopter that they have to jump to in order to like I don't know. There's it's very vague. Honestly, it's funny because yeah. it is vague. Like we could talk about the scenes of this movie, but honestly, the plot is literally after like the, the last forty-five minutes is just getting to the phone. Just yeah. getting to the phone. Carrie Ann Moss Trinity shoots one of the agents in the face. Yeah. Uh, they <laughs> escape from that. You know, everybody's back uh, except for Neo, who wasn't able to get to the phone in time. He's caught in the subway with He's agents. He's caught Smith. in the subway still. Uh, they get into it. They throw hands. Uh, they 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 literally get into it. They literally throw <laughs> each other's hands at each other. Yeah, and then spin around and shoot guns until the clips are empty. And then Neo Neo is killed. And, is, yes, that's right. That's right. And then, lo and behold, the power of love. Trinity. Oh my like, god! It is it is the power of a kiss. Yeah, she's like, the, you know, the, the Oracle told me that my man was going to be the one. So if you're going to be my man, like, you can't die on me. You can't die, fam. And literally, she kisses him, and my dude wakes up. That yeah, is like, oh, word? All right. Yeah. Next time, if I ever get shot in bedside, I need to call my girlfriend immediately. Hey, hey. Don't kiss me. I'm yeah. on Tompkins and Marcy, and it's not looking good. <laughs> yo, yo, the ambulance ain't coming quick enough. <laughs> Just put one right here. Put yeah. one right here so we can yeah. like cauterize this wound. <laughs> but he he gets back up and, and he is filled with all the Just, power and information. He's seeing ones and zeros now. Literally after the after the kiss, he sees ones and zeros. I don't know what happened. The movie is inexplicable, fam. Like he 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 the reaches, power of love woke him up and then he, he reached, saw ones and zeros. Yeah. And no, just, he started throwing them hands literally that's yeah. when he like throws the like multiple punches like yeah well no he stopped he stops the bullets like the bullets come out yeah, he, yeah, he hand stops on. the bullets puts his hands up you know you know considers them they all drop to the floor then they come and he's doing the bruce lee every like, every white policeman's nightmare yeah oh God. yeah right <laughs> <laughs> like just imagine be like no you don't for real. Yeah. imagine just be, hey stop right there bang 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 what <laughs> Uh, sir <laughs> so yes neo stops the bullets neo stops the bullets he punches the crap out of agent smith he tells him to get the fuck his, out of here 
just destroys his solarplex and then <laughs> gets out of there. They make it back to the ship. The, the yeah. um, somebody on the ship was able to trigger an electromagnetic pulse. Am I remembering this correctly from five months ago? Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, that's right. Able to trigger an electromagnetic pulse that stopped the monsters. Literally, they're like on the hull of the ship. Like mm-hmm. they're like breaking through. They're, yep. they're literally like, I think they're like touching like the face almost like yeah. right there. And then they're just like, oh, sorry, my fault. Yeah. And then they yeah. go. <laughs> and that's yeah. the Matrix. That's the most amazing. That's number 16 on the IMDb wow. 100. So. Well, and then the so the very last scene is Matri- is uh, oh, yes, yes. Neo in the phone booth. He's on the phone. He's like, "Y'all better talk to me nice. I'm not dealing with this shit no more, y'all." That's right. He puts on he puts on the sunglasses. They ain't got no handles on them. Yeah, he's like, "Y'all can fuck around and find out, but catch y'all. <laughs> me and my boy Morpheus gonna go out here and like handle this business." Yeah, and then he literally flies away. And he literally yeah, flies he away, flies. and that's the end of the movie. He, yeah. He's Superman now by this point. Like, and then like a, okay. yeah, he's Superman, and a Slipknot song plays, and then we have the Matrix. That's the end of the movie. So that's 1999. Congratulations for coming. That's 1999 in a nutshell, honestly. Yeah. Com- computers, uh, Keanu <laughs> yeah. Reeves, and Slipknot. Yep. Maybe corn, probably. Wait, wait. I got a I'm lot of black confused. leather. A lot of black leather. Lots of leather. I'm yeah. I'm definitely remembering leather oh, sunglasses with coats. no handles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, black trench coats and. But also, literally... don't forget them. Bur- don't forget them burlap sacks from like when they when they showed up originally. Oh, oh for sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. My well, dudes were wearing the Yeezy collection before it was even a thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. he's like, wait a minute. He's like, oh wow, these Yeezys. You can't even get these anymore. <laughs> and actually, if anybody's listening, can you we do like a side by side comparison of the Yeezy like first year collection and the Matrix like costume design? Because yep. My man Kanye was cheating. Yes. Yeah. He's very my, my man Kanye cheated on the test. Or maybe right? again, like maybe they just were so fashion forward, so ahead of their time that were they? You know what you think is is bum fashion is really just you know that that next level drip is they've got. <laughs> all right, all right, Jordan. All right, Jordan. <laughs> when I catch you in a potato sack, I'm not gonna clown you. All right, I'm gonna leave you alone. I appreciate that. You know, oh, man, dude, you got the new Yeezys on, man. Uh-huh. Oh, dude. So, so nice, so nice. I, I do wonder if they panned down. They just, they just had slides on, you know, they were just. <laughs> they, had the slides on. they never showed their feet, man. They had the Yeezy slides on the whole time. Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, that's that's honestly the movie. That's that's the yeah. first one. And that's so the, that's the first movie. So yeah, let's pause movie. here. If if yes. this was it, would you consider this a white savior movie if they just did this first movie? Uh a little bit yeah it's there and it's only there because of the imagery and i think we should get to that because that is the what if here is really the thing that kind of even has us here talking today so the big what if that we all uh, are i I think everybody's pretty familiar with this and heard this story that um will smith was originally offered the role of neo yep turned it down because he thought it was whack these are his Mm -hmm. own words you yeah. can literally find a YouTube video of Will Smith mm-hmm. talking about exactly what happened here. He thought the movie was whack and some BS. Yeah. I and mean, he, just, he even admitted he didn't get it. He was like, I don't understand. He it. admitted he straight up just didn't understand what they were serving up. The Wachowski showed up, literally came to his house and was like, Will, we got we got this for you. We got mm-hmm. this. It's going to make you. It's going to make you. the. You're already the biggest star in the world. We're going to make you 
a neutron star. You you won't, there's no one that will touch you after this. Mm -hmm. And he said, fam, nah, not interested. I got this script over here called Wild Wild West. I'd rather spend my summer doing that. Go suck an egg. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, that's about right. <laughs> like, come on, I, I honestly, yo, I honestly think this is the biggest fuck up. Like, this yeah. is the biggest Hollywood fuck up ever. Yeah, this is the biggest. Like, fam, you didn't what? So he, yeah, in, the, in that video, what he says is you know, everything you just said. You know, they they pitched him. He didn't understand the movie. It was very. Right. You know, like they were pitching him. In his words, they were pitching him very much so on like the action. I have to, I have to sip on some wine for this. This <laughs> is so crazy. This is so crazy that this even happened. So you know, he goes and makes Wild West, which which in the video he admits he's like, "Yo, okay, but Bad Boys Two is coming out soon." So you know, like, I got you. You know what I mean? Like I I know I messed I know what I, I did. This is something to talk about too, because. If this, about it. That's what we're here for. If this came out, right, Will Smith and the Matrix, yes. the, the the biggest question I have is, do we get the end Will Smith rap? Does he have an oh, end rap right. oh. for the Matrix? Because that was, you know that what? was that's the exactly thing. why he didn't do it, because he didn't see the opportunity. He was like, <laughs> yeah. we're in the Matrix. <laughs> like, honestly, yeah, I don't, I'm kind of glad he did turn this down, because, you know, we would have gotten a completely different movie, and I don't think we probably I would would have We probably would have got, like, you know, well, it was forget me nots for uh, for uh, Men in Black. Yeah, for Men in Black. And then we yeah. sent, and then we sampled. Uh, what did we sample for Wild Wild West? Stevie yeah. Wonder. Oh yeah, I wish. Yeah. So we can't. We got to find an R and B classic to destroy and ruin <laughs> forever with yeah. the Matrix. What, do we? Do we? Do we, Does anybody know what we could have ruined? What? Uh, what R and B classic we could have ruined? I was gonna. I was, oh, I was gonna say everybody was kung fu fighting. Oh uh, my god, that's fucking perfect. He could have yeah. just you know jumped in that and, and done his and it would have like, been terrible. Yeah, no, and it would have made a billion so dollars. Yeah. Oh no, it would have made he would have sold money. units, bro. Mm -hmm. He would have oh, sold yeah, no. units. Like right now, literally, we probably would have gotten uh Jaden and, <laughs> oh, and, and all that. We would have gotten all that way earlier. <laughs> Because he, because oh. because oh. it would have changed the like yeah yeah you have like was it like the 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 timelines and stuff like this literally created a completely divergent timeline yeah where the the Smiths oh, yeah. would literally just rule the earth because oh, they literally yeah. have mm -hmm. way too much freaking money uh, yeah by this point. <laughs> but but the movie would have I'm gonna go ahead and say right now the movie would have been garbage it would have been garbage water but it would have made a ton of money it would have so, made a ton of yeah. money. Here's oh, the yeah. thing. Will Smith in that video goes on to say that he regrets it, right? In terms of like probably the bag, right? Like right. would have been the, the bad cultural impact, like yeah, everything. But he says that Keanu Reeves was the perfect casting for the movie because if he was in it specifically at this time, and you know he's coming off of Independence Day, mm -hmm. he doesn't Men in Black. black bad boys um, all that bad boys you know so he's he's feeling himself he's pretty hot but like yeah. he is he is a movie so. star right? right and so he you looking at the movie looking at the script looking at what everything was about you know he says like i i probably would have made the movie about me you know i probably would have yeah. found a way to make the movie oh, yeah more well, about me and me more of the yeah. focal point of the movie whereas yeah. when you watch it with keanu reeves it's not that he phase into the background but like the movie has more space to breathe because neo yeah. isn't 
taking up right. all the space, you know. Like, and I don't even is... think Will would have done it himself. I think the studio would have done it too. I think, yeah, the studio yeah. Oh, no, like, yeah, I definitely no. think, yeah, they would have leaned a... in, they would have leaned in, they yeah. would have made him do some song based on Kung Fu Fighting. Give us some dated, uh, some give us some dated slang, say something is the bomb, or yeah. say something uh-huh. is whack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give us, give us that classic Will Smith laugh or chuckle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or, or give us a man. Oh hell no! Like, yeah. Can, yeah, can you do? Yeah. Can you so say that? Oh hell no! Yeah. With like, like you remember the, the the scene in the beginning of the movie where where Neo's talking to Agent Smith that he's like, "How about this? How about I give you the finger and you <laughs> give me my phone call?" Now that'd have been a complete ever scene because he'd have been like, "He said, well, how about I tell you? Oh hell no! Yeah." <laughs> And you let me up out here. <laughs> that, that would that would have been the scene we would have got. You gonna let me up out of here? Yeah, that that, that would have been it. That that literally uh, yeah. uh, here and, here, <laughs> and then we'd have got a song. That's actually, what probably would have happened. After this talk, I'm <laughs> after this talk. I honestly don't know if I even want the Will Smith Matrix. You know? No, I, well, I know. Let's let's talk too because here's something else that Will Smith said in that, and it's really it's. It's so fascinating. We'll we'll talk about this. We should get to the other movies, but this is really a fascinating thing to consider, right? So Mm -hmm. Will Smith claims that it would have been a different movie, not just because he would have been in it, but because he says that if he was cast as Neo, then Morpheus would have been Val Kilmer. Like that was what they were Uh, looking at. That was who they were looking for. So you would have actually had, um, I don't know if it would have been a white savior film, necessarily i don't know because here's where I'm, we're yeah. gonna we're gonna transition into what the sequels display but yeah. what 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 i'm seeing and what you see in these movies is that the people in the real world a lot of white people in that real world right yeah and then neil being one of them or thomas anderson being one of them mm-hmm. and then everybody on the underground all the humans who have like burrowed underground to you know escape the machines are black mm-hmm. or people of color mm-hmm. or light-skinned black, which is, there's a lot of that going on. You don't mm-hmm. really get to see some dark-skinned people until like the second two movies. Yeah. But th- it's definitely like, it, it feels deliberate yeah. because everyone down there, minus like Pantoliano, who's a snitch, is brown or black. And yeah. then in the subsequent sequels, we come to find out that they are really black. Yeah, most of the people in Zion are black, <laughs> <laughs> right? Right, though. Um, so let's so let's get into it. Let's get into it. Uh, the Matrix Reloaded and Revolutions. We don't have mm-hmm. to do the whole plot because mm-hmm. they're both kind of part one and part two of the same adventure. Yeah, a little yeah, bit. yeah right, right, right. It's one long movie. Yeah. Really I, honestly, it. all yeah. three are kind of one long movie, like yeah. right. just act one, two, and three of the same story. Yeah. Um, so in act two, Matrix Reloaded. We have uh, well, Jordan. You're a little bit more acquainted. You just saw it, so yeah. Just well, take us through the take us through the 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 cliff notes a little bit, and I can yeah. we'll we'll punch in where black people get involved. <laughs> so basically, this is something we're going to talk about. You know, after we talk about the 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 films and give you the analysis, because one of the things that this series did, which was very confusing at the time, this was before Marvel, this was before DC, this was before right. everything had an interconnected universe with multiple things yes. that you had to watch and keep up with and have all this other stuff. And so in between the Matrix and the Matrix Reloaded is the Animatrix and a video yes. game, which yes. subsequently are intended to fill in the gaps 
between the matrix and six months later where the matrix reloaded takes place so of course i mean most people didn't see any of that shit or, or engage with any of that so everybody comes into the mix which reloaded basically you know out of the dark having just watched the matrix and so it takes place six months later we're quickly introduced to basically the same crew a couple people have died a couple people have kind of replaced some of the original like, crew members yeah, yes and so just a, a quick black thing something very strange that i don't know whose idea this was go for is, it is is off the top, Roy Jones Jr. is in this movie. <laughs> Roy Jones Jr. is in this? Oh, we're going to get into them cameos because this movie's wild island. Oh, These next two movies are wild island. We're, we're introduced to Jada Pickett-Smith, who's Niobe, uh, who is another captain, you know, another another uh, person flying, you know, with their own ship, similar to Morpheus. Harold, Cornel uh, West. I forgot about, I forgot Cornel West was in this Cornel movie. West is in this yes, movie. Yes, Cornel West. Oh, my God. Uh, Harold who, Perrineau. Who yeah, Harold Perrineau uh, replaces Tank. It's a wild too for me because I just watched The Best Man and Best Man Holiday for the first time. And oh, so your boy Harold go, is out here in the 90s. Going, oh, yeah. going from him in those movies to these movies is like, <laughs> that's a switch up, you know. He's, oh, he's, yeah. He's, he's too, he different. But, uh, <laughs> he different. You know, for Harold, we, we do salute you. Yeah. Um, so, but basically we're introduced to all these characters kind of rapid fire and then we're introduced to zion as a concept you know there's a brief yes. moment like the agents show up so we like neo kicks their ass because we got to see them beat their ass we got to uh, yeah but then we we get introduced to zion more more <coughs> black people show up like we quickly we're, we're getting a, a sense that this is like a very black place right because we very got black yeah. Yeah. Gina Torres. You've got Gina, Gina Torres. Torres. Uh, Nona Gay, the daughter of Marvin Gay, who was uh, only ever was in like what four movies, five movies. Yeah. See. I'm gonna go yeah. to IMDb real quick. Uh, the number is low, below ten. And uh, nine movie, the... nine movies, and oh, the two Matrix movies are two of them. That's crazy. Yep. Yeah. And it wasn't. Uh, they got Harry with Harry Lennox was in it. Uh, Harry Lennox is in this. So just yes, the, chilling. Yeah. Just this chilling. dystopian world is very black. Yeah, very black. Uh, <laughs> we we get a little bit of like chillingly. It's just like to see yeah. that many black people occupy a space in a major motion picture in a Warner Brothers science fiction yeah. hundred yes. million dollar epic is a choice. Yeah, for sure. And it's you, a choice. You really get the sense that this was what they were going for maybe i don't know if they were going for oh, all along yes. but like mm. definitely all of that is very intentional when you when you get into zion there's a few <laughs> white people around you know there's a white guy on sure. the council and there's yeah. other white people who are you know commanders of ships as well you know what we're hearing is that you know you know morpheus is very much so like yo yo neo's the one y'all need to chill he's got this we don't need to worry about these machines some of the other people are like, hold up, these machines are coming for us. There's a bunch of them. We really need to be ready. We need to have a little mm -hmm. ready. And then we get maybe the most divisive scene in all of these films, but recent popular culture too, because when people talk about this scene, it goes one of two ways. People love it or they hate it. And there's no real in-between. So 
they have a gathering of some sort. Everybody from Zion meets oh, up in, yeah. in, a, in a cave. Oh, oh my God. <clears throat> Moritz Fishburne comes out. Morpheus comes out. He's talking his shit. He's like, yo, we, yo, we are. We ain't gonna stand for no more. Yeah. He on his Stokely Carmichael. Right. We ain't, no, he... we ain't with that shit no more. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck these machines. Oh, God. Fuck they these machines. If they ain't got shit on us, you know, they're out here. They've been, <laughs> they've been coming for us for a hundred of years, but who's still here? Zion, baby. Zion. All Come. day. My niggas. We here. Yeah. Full... <laughs> Chocolate uh, city. <laughs> Chocolate city. <laughs> you know, clear eyes, full heart. Can't lose. <laughs> <laughs> All of that. Nice. We love that movie. We love Friday Night Lights. Uh, <laughs> And then he's basically like, let's get this shit popping. You know, they start playing the drums. Yeah, they're playing the drums. It's very tribal. It's It's very very tribal. tribal. But also, at first, I'm like, nobody in Zion can dance because they're doing this very weird rave, like waving their arms, like like the Lisa Simpson gif. Like they're just kind of like swaying (laughs) back and forth. And I'm just like, "Mm, I don't, this doesn't feel on brand to me. But then, you know, Harry... (laughs) Harry and Nona Gay, they're like grinding and like, you know, they, once we get into the close-ups, it's like, all right, you know, some people okay. are are right. getting it in. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> lots but of sweaty dreadlocks. I remember sweaty lots, dreadlocks. Lots of sweaty dreadlocks. Basically, I remember sweaty dreadlocks, yeah. Can we just this, say they were fucking? That's what I was going to say. We just say, yeah, that's because yeah. there was, so, was nobody dancing. So when you like, say this goes one or two ways, it's either they were dancing all was sweet and, or two, they was fucking in them burlap yeah, sacks. That's it. That's well, it. It goes goes one of two ways where people are like, wow, you know, this is like such a cool scene. And yeah, we're seeing shot in slow-mo and set to like a fucking massive attack song. Like what? (laughs) Well, because they're going back and forth between everybody and Zion fucking. And then we see Trinity and Neo fucking. um, Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, we're, we're getting this kind of like release you know like they're, they're everybody is before we all die because it's, it's, like, it's kind of like yeah. the orgy before we all like if you know the media right. was coming we're all gonna yeah. fuck real quick that's what's right. happening right now so some people are like wow like look at the, like this is like you know poc forward it's sex positive mm. you know like everybody's yeah, like very, yeah. In yeah. And, yeah you know some it's people are pl- all out there yeah so people applaud that. Other people are like, why is this happening? <laughs> like, what is the point of this scene? Yeah. Like, it, it completely stops the momentum of the movie just so it people does. can fuck mm-hmm. and doesn't really add anything. We don't come back to any of this. So, like, some people I mean, just I hate honestly it don't, because it's just I like... The stuff I even remember from that movie is, like, them fucking. Yeah. Every, everybody fucking for, like, at least five minutes. Except then, for Morpheus. Morpheus did not fuck. No, Morpheus had no. a plan shit. He was, was like, I'm, I'm too busy. We got shit going on. Yeah. yeah. And and then the, the highway chase. That's right. it. That's the, Weren't that's, people that jumping movie. and leaping in the air, too? Like, I, I seem to, I don't know why. It was a party. Yeah, there are people, like, like leaping. Like, yeah. leaping, literally, like, above the crowd or something. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was like a rave. It was like a rave. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they're going for a rave or if they're going for like carnival or something like that, but they were, they were doing that. So then that happens. Then we kind of get into more or less the meat of the movie, which is that the Oracle needs to talk to Neo. Neo goes first. He fights this random Asian guy because he is the Oracle's protector. And after that, he takes him to the Oracle who's sitting on the bench we get a lot of weird stuff where the Oracle just drops 
a bunch of things on him bunch and of the stuff. audience at once. Yeah, another 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 uh, info and, dump, real quick. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's like, "Psych, guess what? I'm a program." And yeah, yeah. The, the basically what's happening is, you know, you're gonna have to make <laughs> another. You're gonna have to make another choice. You know, what is your choice mm-hmm. gonna be? Are you, you know, because they have a whole conversation about the illusion of choice and what does choice actually mean? Do I get to mm-hmm. actually make a choice? And she, her whole thing is like, you've already made the choice. You're just here to figure out why. And right. so she tells him, you have to get to the source. If you want to stop everything, you need to get to the source. You need to stop the source where the architect is to do that. You need the key master to get to the key master. You need to go through this dude who is like a rogue program. Who's like, you know, oh, hold up the, 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 the mirror vision. Yeah. Wow. How do I remember that? Oh my you know, you, God. How do you forget a name like that? So uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> they go. So that's the guy. That's the guy who's sitting with uh, Monica Bellucci. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm a pervert on this podcast today. I'm sorry. That you know, let it let it all out. But yes, we have to go see the Merovingian. He Mm. has a weird conversation with them. He makes a woman have an orgasm by eating cake. Um, Yeah. Crazy. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) We get introduced to two white twins with dreadlocks. Uh, oh yeah yeah which is oh i did we do, we don't like that on this podcast we don't we don't a lot of head nodding head shaking oh, going no, on, man. on this podcast. No, thank you. they had the white boy dreads it was they, and they, had mad, they had mad forehead too i just want to point yeah. this out like the, yeah. like they had the dreads but not only that they had the jacked up hairline it's like they had oh, the bobby yeah. oh. they had the bobby womack hairline that started like back here at the very top of the head <laughs> my man <laughs> My man said they had the Bobby Womack spot. Yeah, yeah you, can't, you, you can't trust a motherfucker with, with, a, with a, a hairline. Bobby like Womack. Because he, he going to steal your woman. He's going to steal your woman. He's going to steal your girl. <laughs> well, I mean, if we know nothing else, we know this. White people are crazy. Y'all hear me? <laughs> and so. And this movie be proving it time and time yes, again. Yes. You know, they basically make some weird allusions to the fact that also in the matrix there's ghosts and werewolves and vampires mm. and all kinds of other shit oh so yeah it, uh, persephone who is mm-hmm. monica belushi's character monica Bellucci, yeah. uh is basically like yo my i guess husband boyfriend i don't know what the merovingian is to her is a piece of shit he's cheating on me with digital women who aren't real so i'm gonna get back at him by giving you the key maker they take the key maker they you know start running trinity and morpheus start running Neo gets left behind. He beats the shit out of basically everybody. everybody the twins. Yeah. We see that they're able to like phase like ghosts. Float through. Yeah, yeah float through. Yeah, they're supposed matter to be kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So they're chasing Trinity and Morpheus. Down the there's highway. A, there's a whole highway scene. And again, let's stop. Which is pause. actually like a legit, like right. le- that's a legit action sequence. It's oh, yeah, it's great- awesome. It, you know, yeah. they, there's multiple sequences. The first one, the second one, as much as the third one is maligned, there's also some great action set pieces in that. Yes. Um, yes. You know, they do the action very, very well. So this <laughs> whole set piece is like this crazy 20 minute long freeway chase where multiple cars get destroyed. They're jumping from cars Truck, on top trucks of trucks. Get destroyed. Like, driving against traffic on the interstate just like yeah they're doing all kinds of oh sorry we need to go back and do this too because this is another thing that it's a big difference right you can tell they got some more money Mm -hmm. oh hell yeah they got some more money they did some weird things with that money because i forgot to mention this is 
like one of the big scenes of the movie is that Neo talks to the Oracle in that weird empty park area. And then Agent Smith rolls up and he's like, guess what, bitch? I can clone myself now. And so mm-hmm. he rolls up on Neo. He starts fighting him. Oh, he fights he starts, like a hundred agents. Yeah, then he starts cloning mm-hmm. himself, and there's more agents. They start it jumping on him, but they do this weird thing, which I can't remember what my reaction to it was in the theater, but watching it now, okay. it's it's just a cartoon. All it of a sudden, it's just a cartoon. CGI cartoon. Oh, the the CGI oh. in that sequence actually gets more and more evident as the sequence goes, because as more Agent Smith shows up, yeah, you're just seeing the strings a little bit. They look a little shiny. They're yeah. looking a little shiny across the edges, you know, both well, computerized. It's, it's, yeah. it's even Neo. Yeah, even Neo. Though, even like, Neo. There's scenes where he he you can tell he's clearly not really there. No, there's he's he's just a rubbery, stretchy man. Yeah, there's that shot of him. He puts down the staff and he starts kicking them in the faces, doing like a kind of roundhouse of yeah. kicking Agent Smith in the faces before like jumping up in the sky. Hustle. Like out of yeah. nowhere. Yeah, yeah out of nowhere. Sure. We got. Kung- I, I was like, is Kung Fu Hustle? Sure? The movie gets more. Okay. Th- these movies get more <laughs> expensive and less realistic as they mm, go on. For sure. Yes. Yeah, because in the that, beginning, that, of mat- the- that matrix is inverse. Completely. <laughs> Oh, you see what I did there? You see what I did there? <laughs> yeah, the beginning of that scene is fun because you see there's a bunch of people who they were like, this guy looks close enough to Hugo Weaving that if we just put him in a suit and you only see him for two seconds. Oh, there's definitely a couple that shots not- of like, oh, that, that, that'll got to look right. Yeah. Like, uh, is, that, is that guy Puerto Rican? Is that agent of Puerto Rican? <laughs> but it is a very cool sequence. You know, the agents are fighting... Uh, our heroes who are fighting the ghost twins and it kind of gets intertwined. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on. Eventually it ends with Jada Pinkett Smith shows up, you know, she saves Morpheus from falling off the truck. He jumps up, he starts fighting them. The agents start driving two trucks like directly against each other as they crash. Uh, Neo just flies in from the the other side of the city, scoops them up saves them flies them away through a giant explosion no no less yeah through, um, like flies them through a giant explosion so then, I, thought was, I thought it was pretty cool i thought it was pretty cool. no it looked yeah. dope then then basically what we get is the the end game of this movie right so there's a portion where we see that agent smith has copied himself into an actual for real person who then gets downloaded into the into the matrix yeah so he is now not only in the matrix but he's in the real world as well so he's he's, a real person as well after they get the key maker they have to get into this building where the source lives yes the key maker shows neo oh like i can access basically these back ways these back channels through reality to take us anywhere that we need to go but to get to the source we can only get there through this one building and so to do that they have to subsequently blow up a power plant and also like turn off all the cameras in the place otherwise agents are going to show up and yeah trinity promised neo she's not going in but now she has to go in to you know complete the plan morpheus uh neo and the keymaker are in this back building but then Agent Smith shows up and he starts coming out all the doors. He's chasing them. They manage to escape Agent Smith, but the keymaker gets shot and he's like, That's what I was supposed to do. You know, <laughs> glad I got yeah, you. Where yeah. I was supposed to get you. On the Oracle's, on the Oracle's plan, on the Oracle's word. Yeah. So he's like, 
Morpheus, you can get the fuck out of here. Go through this door. Neo, this is the door that you want to go through. This is where you want to go. Yeah. Because the movie says so. So Yeah. So he goes through the door and then he's in this like hundred screen room uh, face to face with the architect. With the architect. Yeah. This is where the movie lost 90% of its audience. People had no idea what was going on anymore. Or and the other 10% learned exactly what the movie was trying to say, because that's what the architect does is he literally lays out everything that you thought you learned over the last like what three movies. Yeah. Yeah. He, He comes in. He says, hey guess what everything that you've been led to believe is a lie lie. you are the one but i am the architect of the matrix you are basically just a glitch in the programming you come around every couple of years zion gets set up you come in you have the choice that i always give you which is you can save somebody you love or you know save zion and get to choose how humanity starts over again you always make the same choice over again you're going to make the same choice again now. Neo is like, fuck that. I'm my own man. But, you know, you can't tell, like, does he really believe that or not? So and the architect's like, I know you were going to say that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he was like, guess what? We're in the end game again. So you got a choice. <laughs> you got to make girl, a choice. Yeah, your girl's through this door. The fate of humanity's through this door. Which one are you going to choose? Of course, he goes, chooses to save Trinity in a reverse of the first movie she gets shot and is dying he basically just like scoops the bullet out of her yeah. body gives that gives that gives her that shot they kiss of life you know what i mean right yeah. like, <laughs> boom, let, boom. Me, let me just get that heart starting again for you real uh, quick like yeah she comes back to life and then we get a crazy fight it's right that that happens like right after is the fight between him and agent smith the final fight yeah, there's another there's another sequence where they're getting into it again. Neo eventually just like he he goes into a weird state of um, limbo. Like he goes in well because it's the machines. The machines are attacking. Yeah, the machines are attacking um, again. It, it's so, literally like multiply the uh, climax of the first movie times five. Right. right. He he it, basically it is this climax. Yeah, he turns himself into an EMP for the most right. part. And, and, then, and that is that is it. Yeah, and then he shuts the machines down and then he's kind of unconscious and yeah. the end of the movie reveals dun-dun-dun, Neo is unconscious and on the slab next to him is human Agent Smith who's infiltrated this person's body and is now like being, oh, waiting to wake up. Cameron, what, could you could you guide us through the very end, which is Revolutions, uh, where... Bruh. I'm going to tell you this. You've been listening to this podcast for probably an hour <laughs> at this point. And you, like me, have been exhausted of Matrix movies, even though they're kind of cool, right? They're fun. They're kind of cool. I, we can just say, for the most part, this is what happens cool. in the end, right? Neo gets up. He's in the subway. He He's learns in a that subway he can... station for an hour of this movie's runtime. Yes. Yeah, he realizes that I can just yeah. leave and then Trinity and comes together. Literally, a little girl tells him, You can go whenever you'd like. Yeah. Right. Which um, is what the audience's reception was at that time. You can, you can get up and leave. You don't have to stay yeah. if you don't want to. But all the while, like the machines are literally fucking Zion up the whole time. Yeah, all this is going on. They're like, strong. They're strong. Yeah, pe- yeah. People are literally, people legitimately. Laying their lives down on the line and 
dying a lot of needless deaths. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, like this movie has the most needless and most unnecessary deaths. Like literally if Neo just would have been like, ah, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and just leave. Within yeah. the first yeah. five minutes, yeah. all this could have been knocked out. Avoided. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll basically get, we, we get the new Oracle. Mary Alice. Mary Alice. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Who is also, you know, wise black grandma mm-hmm. vibes. Mm-hmm. Uh, she comes in to, to play the Oracle in this final film. And she basically tells them that, you know, you, you have to go to the machine city if you want to shut down, you know, and end this war. So right. they kind of split up, you know, Morpheus and everybody else goes back to Zion, Trinity and uh, Neo go Neo. to the machine city. As they're going there, Bane, who is actually Agent Smith, gets up and they start fighting Neo basically you know tries to fuck him up but he gets blinded by something I think he's got like a power cable or something he blinds his eyes so he's blind for uh, almost the rest of the movie the duration Uh, yeah yeah but he's he's basically daredevil though he can see all the ones and zeros so it doesn't really Mm -hmm. matter they go to the machine city the machine is literally like the leader of the machine is literally called deus ex machina oh yeah that's right i, I forgot that. that i forgot that was yeah. oh, wow. which is not what you want to call a character that literally functions as a deus ex machina that's right not like, so look, great at, at that point you're not even trying to hide what you're doing you're just like yeah, yeah. The, the strings are showing and bro like these strings are like you literally see loose. the wizard behind the curtain yeah pulling yes. levers <laughs> and he's Richard Pryor and he's tired. Right. Yeah. He's just like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he uh Neo fights this machine. Well, correct? no, Neo goes to the machine city and is basically like, yo, we got a problem. Agent Smith, he wants to kill us both. What if we just squash the beef and then you just don't fuck with us anymore? And the machine's like, sounds good to me. Word. So he sends Neo to go fight Smith. They fight in a attempt to kind of like examine the act of choice, right? Like Neo fights Smith, but Smith has assimilated the Oracle and he's like, I know how all this is going to end. There's nothing you can yeah. do. Yeah. Uh, you don't have any choice. So Neo makes the choice to surrender. And in surrendering, he connects himself to the Machine City the machine deus ex machina god destroys agent smith because now he's connected to the source Mm. and neo is basically like carried away by the machines in a christ-like manner Mm. yeah Um, yeah 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 yeah. and then uh, that's it the matrix rebooted uh architect and oracle are in the park they're like yo this is great machines and humans it's all good baby we've got peace and yeah. little strawberry candies yeah that's it yep and then he flies <laughs> away and that's that's the end of these three movies. that's the matrix trilogy um the original trilogy and so i will i will pose this question to you because well first before i pose this question we kind of touch on some of the white savory bits describing the movies but like mm-hmm. tell me for both of you, like where the white savior elements really stand out the most to you? The orgy. <laughs> well, it, I, I, I joke, but I also am very serious about that because this is the first time you kind of see the residents of Zion, like the people who are 
about to be the victims of the machines. Yeah. Yeah. And a, a largely black and brown a large group like, of people. I'm gonna say 80% fam. Like it's yeah, I think there's more reverse, Asian people there than there are white people in Zion. That's true. That's true. I, it kind of feels like reverse Earth a little bit, mm-hmm. like yeah. where there's just like eighty percent white people everywhere, you know, and and where if you find a pocket of black people, you'd be like, hey, we're here, right? Yeah, it's kind of what's the reverse of that is kind of what's going on in Zion. Once we meet the residents, yeah, eighty percent of them are black, and then and most Asian, of them are in power. Most of them in positions of power. Yep. That's where you're seeing Cornell West. That's where you're seeing, mm-hmm. I, I think it's uh, like there are black people in positions of power, like the council, at, like the people who are the, the highest minds of Zion are black people and strong black people at that. Yes. I mean, literally Roy Jones Jr. Yeah. Uh, J- Jada Pinkett Smith was always yeah. portrayed like a, a strong woman, you know, like. Mm. So it's kind of, you're kind of not forced but you're only given this option so what else are you led to believe yeah right that neo and trinity are out here fighting for a society of mostly black people mm-hmm. i mean you really don't have any other way to look at it and i yes, also yeah. wonder yeah i also wonder if this movie had gone through the casting the original casting that we went through earlier what does zion still look like right you know what i mean yeah are, are we casting Zion to make it look like Val Kilmer? Who's right. Morpheus? <laughs> is Cornell West in this movie or is it you know Bill Gates or you know right. <laughs> or, or or you know, yeah, yeah. Like right. who who is Look at like is Stephen it, Hawking it, or somebody. Is it Malcolm yeah. Gladwell? Is it Malcolm Gladwell? Like Yeah. Who's who's the leaders down here? So right. just off of strict off of casting alone, which kind of is why we're here, mm-hmm. the movie looks like it is and it has the ramifications that it does it feels like a white savior film yeah ernie go ahead and talk on it no uh, i was gonna say my my thing my thing with it for me uh i and once i agree a hundred thousand hundred million percent really uh but the other thing for me was that neo i mean i get it he's the one he's supposed to be the most powerful being that they've ever encountered that he's supposed to be the savior he's supposed to be the internet jesus or whatever but it's so there's such a disparity between when you watch that first movie and the beginning of it, you see how Morpheus is like this bad dude, man. He's like, the dude is slick. He's dude dressed to death. Just like every dude, just, he looks like a badass. And then he is beating the dog snot out of Neo. And then like, in literally what feels like almost no time whatsoever, Neo's like, you know, the master of Kung Fu. He knows everything. You know, even, even Morpheus says, Oh, you, he's like, Oh, I'll be able to dodge bullets. He's like, Oh no. In time, you won't even have to. And like it's like he becomes so powerful, it it it, it almost turns into Dragon Ball Z levels of fuckery. Where like it's like, well, we're just gonna wait for Neo to show up. Yeah. Like I like like Morpheus, go sacrifice yourself so you can uh, sacrifice yourself to the agents for me. Uh, while while we wait on Neo to show up so he can beat the big bad guy. That's yeah. what it. That's like everybody else is so even though you know everybody is supposed to be able to bend and break the rules of the Matrix. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but Neo is the one who can like he ain't just bending and breaking it. He literally just burnt all the rules and and wrote new rules for himself. And everybody else has to play by the old rules. And he yeah. plays by his own rules. And that that's kind of where the area where I kind of felt like I wish that the the disparity in what everyone was able to do wasn't so stark. 
Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, you're the one, but you're not necessarily Jesus. Right. <laughs> you know, you're more like you, you're more like one of the dudes who, who wrote the Bible. You, 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 you're real one of the, the apostles. Is, is yeah. closer to it. Like, like it just there's such a huge power gap that it kind of makes it like where, okay, we see Morpheus fighting an agent. Oh yeah, we know he's about to get his ass whipped. Yeah. If we see any other character going up against a machine or any other uh, agent or whatever, it's like, oh yeah, this this dude ain't long for this earth. Yeah. Uh, it's like you you just you just know that Neo's not going to fail. It just it there's like there's never a moment in the movie I was like, man, I don't think Neo's gonna make it. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's gonna That's be able true. to save the day. <laughs> All three movies. I yeah. never that. It's like no, he's white. He's gonna make it. Now Morpheus, exactly on the other right. hand, that's exactly why. Yeah, Morpheus, I was like, "Ooh, man, this brother ain't long." Like every time he went up against the age, I was like, oh, "They about to kill this brother." I mean, he was going on the, in the freeway. <laughs> he was, he was, he was giving as good as he was taking. He was going, yeah, for yeah, it. but yeah. I think there's there's a couple of things, right? Mm. When you look at the first movie again, if they had just stopped there, that's like every action movie, right? Like yeah. a white guy comes along, he learns how to do whatever or he's he's Liam Neeson he's got all the skills already he doesn't need to <laughs> train at all got a certain just, set of skills you know he's just able to kick ass and do all the things like we were we we talked on the breaking episode about the canon film era of just like so Charles Bronson and uh Clint Eastwood Chuck Norris and Chew Gum yeah they, they, gum. they were just kicking ass left and right so like if that was all it took to be a white savior movie was for a white man to be the star of the movie and save the world, then like right. every action movie is a white savior movie, basically, right? Right. So what turns the Matrix trilogy is once we get to Zion and now it's like he's not just the savior of humanity or whatever, but like mm. he's the leader of a revolutionary force, which is made up of basically Mostly. all black and brown people right and so exactly. now he is the one who is leading these people without him there's no way that they will survive right. he is what humanity mm-hmm. is clinging to and they have to have the white man say in the second movie you see when they get to zion he and trinity are kind of going up an elevator they're getting ready to get off he steps off and then like 20 people approach him with gifts offering him these things basically mm-hmm. he's a messianic figure there like please mm-hmm. save us from oh, yeah. all of this stuff we are we believe in you in such a total way that you are almost like a deity to us you are a god amongst us walking around right and then you know the further and further you get into it like it it, it kind of begins to just totally revolve around him in a way where mm-hmm. you got the other characters and you get little side plots um with with link and with um niobe and Mm -hmm. other people but it doesn't really give them yes neo's the main character right but like he is literally the only one with the agency he is literally the only one who has the ability to make the kind of choices that will turn the tide in any of this otherwise everybody else is just kind of and when you think about the the matrix ology philosophy what is choice does anybody really have a choice are we all just fated to follow this programming is any of this real yada 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 right like you can get into that and talk about well all the other characters were just subject to their programming and following what they had to follow while mate well neo was the one who was able to see beyond the matrix and break out 
and you know kind of do all the stuff but there's i've i've gone two different ways on this because when you look into it further there's one real caveat that you need to consider when we talk about this as a white savior movie right and that is that keanu reeves is not strictly a white man he is white he is asian american man he calls himself a poc actor he is very much so an asian actor in his mind when he is in roles he is not trying to pass or portray you know as white but here's the thing with the matrix though and a lot of movies right when people Mm -hmm. cast keanu reeves they're casting him as a white man. Right. Ninety so, percent of the time. We don't have to talk and, around it. We don't have and, to talk around it. Yeah, right. casting and, him as yeah. a white man. And, and and white and white audiences, they see him, see as, him as a white man. Yeah, they're not they're not like, oh, well, you know, yeah, technically he's well, technically he's age. No, no, no. They see a white no. guy. They, they see when a white they, guy. When they saw Keanu Reeves walk in that building with the metal detectors, with the bag yeah. full of guns. And the trench coat had the black leather pants, combat boots, sunglasses, all that shit. When they saw that. They said, that's me. Yep, that guy's white. I'm white. I can do I this. I empowered. Yeah, no, exactly. I'm going to go to TSA with my AKs. Right. And go to, Look, and go to Florida. Wait, to Florida. Yeah, they look like, I, well, you know what? You know what I'm going to do? Yeah, I want to do the same thing. You know what? I'm going right? to the Capitol. I'm going yep. to the Capitol. That's what I'm going to go do. That, I mean, that, I'm, I'm sorry. That, that, it. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. You, but people don't want to talk about that. The, well, and, and white people don't want to address that either. You said, "Well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we do." Yeah, we, I mean, we want to talk about, but white we people want don't want to talk it. about it. Yeah, they don't. White people be like, "Well, no, see, you're thinking too hard about." But no, it no, is, no, it is, is what it is. It is interesting that yes, sure, Keanu Reeves can see himself as whatever he wants to see himself as. Mm-hmm. But the Warner Brothers executives. All the executives that have ever put him in a movie, minus that what uh, that Netflix movie where he showed up as like the hot Asian boyfriend. Yeah, yep, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like every time he's ever been on screen, he's assumed to be white. Yeah, like he can do whatever he wants. But when you see him on screen, John Wick is not John Cho. Mm-hmm. You know, it well, could be John Cho. We could cast him if we wanted to. Mm-hmm. But we cast Keanu Reeves because he's a white-looking man who knows how to handle guns. Right. Yeah. Well, he, and I, he's a white passing. He's white he, passing. Yeah. And, sure. and even, if he does, is, even if he's not trying to, he's white passing. Right. That is exactly what I want to try to get into because what I find so fascinating about this is when you look at Neo as a character, right? You know, and you look at Keanu Reeves, because there's very obvious ways that you could just make him Asian, right? Like there's very obvious ways sure. that you could just say sure. that he's Asian, but when you think about the total identity right like keanu reeves is asian but he also is also white you know like that's not he's not fully one or the other and so even when you talk about the representation of asian american people who are passing not intentionally but just like we were just talking about right keanu reeves in his mind when he goes someplace when he exists in the world is asian but perception same way if people saw the three of us walking down the street their perceptions of us would be something that are not even close to our own perceptions of ourselves and so when keanu reeves is going into these roles 
you know, I don't know how much autonomy he has to say, well, you know, I'm playing this as an Asian man, right? Mm -hmm. So like I, this is how I see this character and how I want to do these things as opposed to what Cameron's talking about when Warner Brothers is like, Keanu Reeves, great. Like we, right. we know what we are projecting when we cast him and what people are going to see when they see him. And so even though Keanu Reeves is not, technically white you know in the sense of like he's a full white man as in mm -hmm. say like bruce willis or somebody like that right. the matrix does not make that distinction right like the no, matrix right, the no, film never. does not make that distinction in saying that oh no you're supposed, to, right, you're supposed to see neo as a person of color this is an asian man that you're watching, no, we just kind of leave that open and ambiguous. Yeah. And basically you're gonna see him as no. white. We can come back later and maybe say, you know, on, on the JK Rollins tip, we can say, hey, mm. guess what? Actually, I meant to do this. And so give me cookies, right? Like here's where, here's where we get into layers, right? Because we're gonna talk about the production of this movie and the reception of this movie. Reception of this movie, the first movie, astronomical everybody loved it critics loved it loved. universally Fans yeah, loved universally loved fans loved it literally number 16 on the imdb top 100 that is user rated yeah mm -hmm. it's it, it, it's, it's right. a cultural watershed mark it, it literally is like the end of an old era and the beginning of a new era it's so funny yeah. that it's cra it's crazy that it's one movie yeah mm -hmm. in 1999 like literally before the world was about to change mm -hmm. you know that actually like changes the way we think about movies and what we can do in movies. It's yeah. like literally Jurassic Park all over again about seven years later. It was right. one of those parody, what well, literally had some of those parody. It's, been, it's parody literally. Everything. It, it, it appears in the Space Jam movie. Dude, well, it appears in this <laughs> shitty Space Jam hell, movie that just came out last week. Sorry, yeah, LeBron, yeah. but I love you. <laughs> Please cast I, me I in the commercial. You, just, yeah, just cast <laughs> me in the commercial. I, I love you, LeBron. Your movie was bad. Well, it, it's it's wild because the matrix like the worst that people said about it was oh like you know they're throwing around a lot of pseudo philosophy yada yada etc you know like they're 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 being fake deep basically and, and throwing guns and other stuff on top of it to make an action mm -hmm. movie right but outside of that criticism from some people everybody else filmmakers loved it yeah critics loved it like everybody loved it i can say that the three of us loved it like mm -hmm. the matrix the first movie tremendous great right yeah so let's talk about the what could have been because we did talk about will smith but also mm. here's a few more things that you may not have known right and mm. this is where i also start to question because there's the whole thing of oh they originally wanted will smith to be neo right mm. and so you think oh like maybe they were thinking about casting this character as a POC, like that's kind of what they were going for. That's, and then even you can, that's, you can make the argument when they cast Keanu Reeves, Keanu Reeves is Asian, maybe that they were kind of intending for that to be the way to go. But other Got people it. considered for the role of Neo, Nicolas Cage, yep, turned down the role. After that, Warner Brothers wanted Brad Pitt or Val Kilmer for the role. Mm -hmm. uh, they declined. So then Leonardo DiCaprio initially said yes, but didn't want to do a whole bunch of other visual things after he just did Titanic. Right. So the studio was pushing for Reeves, who mm -hmm. eventually won the role over Johnny Depp, who by all accounts was the Wachowski's first choice. They yeah. wanted Johnny Depp to be. I see, that. I see that. I actually really could see John. Oh man, dude, John, I don't know if this, how well different was this movie. I don't know if I'd like it though. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think this movie would have probably gotten a little weirder. 
all of those are wildly different choices. Like yeah. all of those are wildly yeah. different all, actors. So like, di- different energies all over the place. Like Nicholas yeah. Cage is, gonna, is not yeah. gonna go go easy. Right. Know? Leonardo no. DiCaprio might you could get some of that that uh, seething energy a little bit. Mm-hmm. Val Kilmer would have been. I would have been interested to see Val Kilmer just by as sheer, Neo. Yeah. Yeah. Just 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 by yeah. sheer virtue of the fact that. That man's acting resume is so all over the damn place. He was just Batman, right? He was yeah. just Batman that year. I yeah. think, yeah, by that point, he literally was just Batman. And yeah. I, think, I think he recounted that as one of, like, the more poor experiences he mm-hmm. ever had in, mm-hmm. in yeah. acting. <laughs> yeah, rightfully so. But it's, yeah. it's interesting to look at that list, right? Because the mm-hmm. list, Keanu Reeves and Will Smith, two people of color, and then just white men, right? Yeah, and so, so for they, me... So, yeah, they were they were going for what they got. Right. That's why I was I was kind of like it's hard to interpret maybe what they intentions were originally because it wasn't like, oh, Will Smith, we can't get Will Smith. Or what about Denzel? Or we can't get Denzel. Or what about, you know, like this? Like we're going through a list that's predominantly POC. It's like we had two on the list, but then we were just going to go for traditional leading Hollywood white man. Right. Uh, and so you know that was interesting then Lawrence Fishburne Morpheus right other choices for Morpheus Gary Oldman Samuel L. Jackson Mm -hmm. and then also Val right Trinity is the most interesting one for me because Mm. Carrie Ann Moss gets the role right and this is kind this is her first like she hasn't really been in anything before and so she's, she's Trinity this is her breakout role this is you know everything for her right person initially approached for the role is janet jackson oh my face yo she's had she has my heart forever she could have done that i i I mean that that would have been great for her too i love carrie ann moss don't get me wrong but if janet jackson if janet jackson would have been would have actually gotten the role of trinity that would honestly kind of change i'm not gonna say a hundred percent but closer to 50 percent of my perspective on the entire on the entire thing. So I'm like, at least, I was like, because yeah, you got a white savior and he's got his, his the white savior, his white, yeah, well, gonna, savior white. Gonna, like, they're going <laughs> to cast a black role in one of these. Yeah. Like, they got to give us one. And that's, you know, right. that's how they do us. You know, right. I, think, I, I think that's the thing, though, is when mm. you look at that casting, I think you get one. I don't think mm. you get Will Smith, Jackson, Lawrence Fishburne, right? Like, I don't think right. you get those three, the top three roles in this movie aren't black people. No. So, but even if that, happens i feel like what i keep coming back to with these movies is the residents of zion that at the end of the day is who they casted i feel like sure this this casting that we've we've kind of given here this this what ifs are interesting and it seems like they in each role they had somebody who was like all right we got to have a strong black or poc actor in one of these roles definitely no matter what we have to have that yeah and sure i feel like where the black person would have lied either way chips may fall right right but when it comes to the casting of the residents of zion the people who are going to be saved in this situation that's where it gets tricky that's where imagery and purpose and what you're actually trying to say with your movie, that's where it becomes a little, mm-hmm. little, 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 little scary right there, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, so there's another part to this that 
I think really makes things very confusing and it's difficult to kind of get the whole picture of it because there are various and sundry source like extra extra source things that you're supposed to have followed and understood and like gotten to really get the matrix right the matrix is one of those things boy oh boy the more that you look into it and the more that you try to follow it like the way that it was created because it's drawing from philosophy it's drawing from religion it's drawing Mm -hmm. from you know all these different socio-political you know it's it's got like a marxist bent to it it's got like eastern philosophy and then it's drawing from all over the place it really is you're right Mm -hmm. so like when you look at all of that it equates to kind of this mishmash where like anybody can see anything they want in the matrix and that kind of leads to the whole right wing red pill bent yeah, of like yeah, yeah, hey yeah. we're going to interpret it this way right like we're going to interpret mm-hmm. the red pill meaning this and and having to do with this and then you know other people have created a quasi religion out of the matrix and like there's True. all kinds of things that you can get into what i want to get into is the animatrix which begins to expand on the matrix universe but two things happen in this that i don't know right (laughs) and one of those things is there is the animatrix is basically like an anime spinoff of the matrix universe it's full of it's like nine short films that are you know anime style and kind of dive into different things so one of them you know i I, I, what what drop uh (laughs) works for this i'll play it after i describe it so basically they're talking about how everything kicked off within the matrix universe between humans and robots and there is a robot called b166er or bigger or if you're taking it to what they're trying to get at bigger thomas from native son right if you're not familiar with native son Bigger Thomas is the main character of that book. He is a black teenager who works for this white family. He gets into the situation where he ends up killing the daughter of the family. He gets put on trial. And so they're drawing a very intentional correlation between Native Son and that story and the robot in this universe who kills its human master, who planned to deactivate it and replace it with a newer model of robot right then we get into a whole trial that takes place and there's very intentional allusions to plessy versus ferguson and whether or not robots constitute like real people and should have the same civil rights as humans then after that there is a whole situation in which the robots basically split off from humanity and then try to set up their own world and start to become their own like separate people from humans you know like robots so not people but whatever and then humans are like actually fuck that we're gonna go burn all that shit down because y'all can't have that shit without us right which is now we're getting into Tulsa now we're getting into other very real life allegories which makes me wonder what 
you trying to say matrix or another way to put that and a lot of white folk have demonstrated eloquently that they don't have no sense because none of that makes sense to me right like i have a hard time wrapping my head around black people this happens all the time right we are used in allegorical situations with the other. We are used in allegorical situations with robots, right? I robot, right? We're used in allegorical situations with aliens. Basically everything that's not a human being, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that, you know, you're, you're, you're getting into some dicey territory when you start not even just doing the, you know, civil rights for robots, okay, you know, artificial intelligence, whatever. But when you start directly tying and correlating that stuff to actual black art and black people and black Mm -hmm. civil rights events, that's when I have to say, what are you really trying to say? Because you're trying to say something. Everything in the matrix is trying to say something, is trying to mean something, is trying to be meaningful in some way. I just pause when I see that because like, as diverse as the matrix is, and as like, we can celebrate it for, you know, making the choices that it made at a time when Hollywood was not making those choices, was not featuring black and brown people in these situations. Like there is things to like about the matrix, but on the other hand, there's some habitual line stepping within here <laughs> that like makes you go, what white nonsense is this? Where I, again, have to pause is that now we're mixing a lot of things, right? And so if we're taking the st- story of the matrix is a story of liberation and we're taking black liberation as like something to draw from like black liberation black identity politics you know again you've got a lot of black people living in zion like the end of the movie the end of the trilogy is neo a white man says what if we just call a truce right and that's not what black liberation politics is about at all. No. It's about getting free at any cost, period. There's no let's make a deal, shake hands, et cetera, whatever. Right. So for Neo, who, yes, Keanu Reeves, Asian, but Neo, the character, reads white, supposed to be white, to say to basically the oppressive systems, what if we made a deal, <laughs> you know, to, to make peace? Right. And then you just leave all these black people alone. Right. It's kind of like, again, I don't know if you know what you're trying to say when you do things like that. I feel like I've been talking a long time, but I want to get your thoughts on all of that. I mean, I could definitely say that. um, Yeah, I don't know. Like, I just I feel like a lot of mixed messages come out of the Matrix. Uh, A lot of mixed messages, a lot of him and Han, no real no real definitive answer or solution that makes sense to to the narrative that they originally set up like it, it's like kind of like how you said they call the truce that's basically like if you were trying to okay let's let's say you watched 12 years a slave and by the end of the movie and you know, instead of chewy getting his freedom there's like well we'll just not beat you as much. Yeah, we'll, 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 you don't have to work as hard. You can come in the house. You can come in the house. You can work in the house. You don't have to be on the field anymore. That cool? Cool. All right, everybody go your separate ways and uh, nobody be mean to each other or have any comeuppance afterward. Uh, everybody is forgiven 
but we're not going to talk about the past. That's basically kind of how how that would would have felt to me. Just like it, it's it, it's even even more to the point that the the whole truce aspect of it it kind of feels like some you know something that probably that, that actually did happen it kind of feels like okay well you know we're gonna call a truce and machines aren't gonna use humans for batteries but uh you can't remind us that we were bad people mm. you know mm. you, you can't we can't remind us mm. we can't we Speak can't talk that. about it anymore we can't you know, uh, even though, yeah, we did use you for batteries for lots of years, and we were, were wild problematic about it. We basically enslaved you, but we're going to go ahead and let it, sl- we're, we're going to let you guys go, and you totally have to let it, let it slide. Mm-hmm. That, that's kind of what it feels like. It doesn't feel like a real definitive solution. Honestly, to me, that's the, one of the biggest cop-outs of the in- entire, of the entire story. It's like, you know, why are, why are you calling the truth? Like, just blow blow this <laughs> shit up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Liberate yourselves. Well, I think that the issue is when, <laughs> when you mix so many different ideas, ideologies, philosophies, metaphors, et cetera, et cetera, right? Like, if the movie is really coming down to Neo, the individual, and it's about an individual's realization, awakening, uh, recognition, choosing autonomy and choice and it's kind of difficult then to tie that person's individual story into a larger connective story about humanity getting free right because if you want to take the matrix as a story of here's somebody presented as a messiah figure we figure out that they're not actually a messiah that the idea of a messiah is something that systems use to propagate and like pacify people so that they put all their energy and all their desires into the hopes of one person and that one person is not meant to actually save you but just pacify you so that we can continue to do the same things to you over and over again Mm -hmm. and then like neo makes the choice to not do that sure right but they kind of don't do that because like we're saying neo is never in danger he's never makes the wrong decision like he never makes a decision that is like catastrophically bad that then in turn results in awful things happening like he doesn't die morpheus doesn't die trinity doesn't die like a bunch of other black and brown people die like yeah all these unnecessarily right you know keymaker dies and says i was supposed to die for you like you know there's a bunch of situations like that where People are dying, but Neo can always choose to not die or choose to not have people around him die. And so, yeah, it gets kind of messy because even speaking on it from a trans place, right? Like there's even levels to that because what it means for the Wachowskis as trans women, it's different when you get into an intersectional space and speak about it from a black trans woman's point of view, because you're dealing with, again, matrix making a lot of big ideas and tossing them around. If we're talking about systems, if we're talking about all the different systems in play, money as a system, education as a system, law enforcement as a system, all of these different things as a system, all of these systems specifically in America exist under a white supremacist system which is like the overarching thing. And that is pushing down on all of us. And so while 
trans people oftentimes find themselves at the very bottom. Black mm-hmm. trans people find themselves at the bottom. The actual yeah. bottom. rock you bottom. You know what I mean? And so <laughs> rock bottom. Yes. It's 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 even different in that sense where like what a black trans woman's idea of liberation looks like is it going to match up with you know just a trans woman a, regular, like, a, a regular, white trans woman's yeah, yeah, yeah. idea of what liberation looks like and right. so i mean you could talk to marsha b johnson uh mm-hmm. you know like there are lots of different levels and situations and that's why i think that ideally all of these different things they're throwing around fit in a nice neat box and we can dissect them one by one and it's very clean and everything is efficient. But when you actually break all these different systems and ideas and things down from individual perspectives, from black people, you know, Latino people, Asian people, and then you get into queer identities and then you get into just all these different ways that people approach and see the world and see these systems, it's never going to be a one-to-one lining <laughs> up kind of thing. It's always going to be kind of messy. And so that's why the matrix ends up being a messy situation <laughs> because you can't really just have it one way. One person's liberation isn't going to be another person's liberation. It specifically right, right. comes from and Neo. the movie does try to have it all. The movie does try to have it all. Mm, yes. And, but also like it's so confused by the time the whole story ends that yes all of it's so muddy and nothing really actually flows to the surface other than the good guys in this movie one. Yes. So you kind of, you kind of don't, that's why we're struggling to find the message and struggling to even like really talk about it from a, uh, or at least have a, like a proper jumping off point because they've presented you with at least three different things. And then at the end of the, or after the movies were made, they told you it was a whole nother thing. Yeah. So, and none of that actually really fits. No. Yeah. So I think what happens sadly with this movie is sure we're presented with a white savior movie, right? Mm-hmm. That's what mm-hmm. the yeah. product that we got. That was the product that Warner Brothers served up to us. That's the movie that we watched. That's the three movies that we kind of slept through the other two. You know, that's that's what we got. Yeah. So you you can say all you want. You can say it's a trans allegory. You can say it's a white savior movie. You can even say it's a doomsday notion about the internet right yeah but at the end of the day i've we've muddled four messages yeah well, and then at, none of and then none of them actually are resolved at all well because at the end of the day everybody's right and everybody's wrong right like sure but this, actually this but this movie actually like gives everybody the cop-out it gives yeah. everybody the cop-out because nothing was answered right yeah so well, you can't really say it was one thing. You can't really say it was any the other thing. Yeah. Because what they gave you was all that shit in a blender. Well, let's let's transition into how would each of you approach making The Matrix not a white savior movie, but a movie that is done from a black PO, like POV or just from a POC lens in general. I don't cast Will Smith. Okay. No. I don't want him in this movie. No. Because he makes a bad song based on Kung Fu Fighting <laughs> and then The Matrix is a parody of itself. So no, we're not casting Will Smith. Right, but, we do cast a, but we do cast a white, uh, we do cast a black man as Neo. I'm interested in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm more concerned with the residents of Zion and the people who occupy this dystopia. 
I am not apologizing for this movie. I'm not an apologist for this movie. I'm not an apologist for uh, race relations, honestly. <laughs> but when I see movies like this that are trying to reach everybody, go full rainbow, do your thing. Equal parts everybody. You know, when I see the residence design, I want to see white people that can't dance. I want to see <laughs> black people that can't dance. I want to see Asian people that can't dance. I want to see Indian people that can't dance. I want to see all these people trying to catch the rhythm, you know? Yeah. I want to see all these people on the ones and threes, you know? That's the stuff that me, if, if I'm trying to look at this from a POC lens, that's the stuff that matters to me. Who do you put mm -hmm. in the roles that matter? Yeah. So go full rainbow with that stuff. Keep Cornell West even. You can even keep Roy Jones if you want to, but yeah. like, you got to make the, the, the people, the, the masses, I need them to look like the world that I live in. Yeah. Right. And if it's a movie and if you want to fantasize, like, yeah, equal parts everybody, because I know the world ain't like that. Right. But, you know, try. Try, <laughs> try right. is what I'm saying. Yeah. That's all I got to say about that. Because yeah. I, I feel like I feel like there's there is so much movie and there is so much Matrix mm, for. And yep. I think a lot of it is bullshit. But <laughs> I, I, I think it's a lot of bullshit. I think it's honestly like all this Matrix lore and all this. Jesus figure and all that stuff I honestly think sure it's a movie all these references are available to us you can read the Quran you can read the Bible you can read 1984 you can read whatever the fuck you want you can read whatever you Kurt Vonnegut you can read whatever you want you can throw it all in there movies and culture is a blender you can throw it all in the blender but don't like what what did I say don't piss on my head and call it Sam's rain you know yeah, right. don't do that don't do that don't tell me it's a, uh, all this other crap. Just say it's, it is what it is on its face. And if, if I'm trying to look any further, do any deep diving or, you know, go for any extracurricular activities, leave that to me. Like, like, <laughs> I mean, I, I, honestly, I wouldn't change much either outside of the, you know, who the lead is, uh, what actor it could have been. Yeah, as long as it's not Will Smith, you, you could have gotten... You could have gotten me Lorenz Tate. You got me Omar Epps. You could have gotten I'm me. So fucked up. I was, I was thinking Lorenz Tate. I'm yeah. dead serious. I was yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> but, but because that, that was who, those were the actors who were like, you know, they, I mean, they weren't necessarily like the hottest, 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 but I mean, those sure. were the guys, like the young black actors that could have come in and taken, you know, taken up that role. Like it could have been any of them. I mm -hmm. wouldn't have cared which one. Can you but, imagine? Can you yeah. imagine Leon? Oh my God. <laughs> Leon as Neo. He's like, I already got three of the four letters in my name. Baby. Right. Let's and do then it. He... Ain't nobody coming to see you, Lana. <laughs> Ain't nobody coming to see you, Morpheus. Right. Ain't nobody coming to see you, Morpheus. <laughs> oh my God. I'd have fallen out if it was him. If it, if it was Leon, Lord. Uh uh. Yeah, everything else. Yeah, I would have rather they focus more on the, yeah, on the people, on the people of Zion. I don't need all the exposition, the mumbo jumbo. They could have cut that, and I would probably like the movie a lot more. Uh, yeah. Cut out all the exposition of mumbo jumbo and reloaded and revolution. Stop trying to make it seem like it's this way more deeper narrative than what it really is. It's just, I, because I, that's that's not what I wanted. That's not what I liked about the Matrix. I didn't like the mumbo jumbo about the Matrix. I liked the action, and I thought the characters were cool. Just give me more of that. Yeah, I'm simple. Yeah. <laughs> Don't try and give me some crazy racial allegories that you ain't prepared to, to bank on. I don't want that. I don't want no half ass allegories. Either yeah. you're either in 
or you're not. You're either going to tell me a story that's going to be empowering to black and brown people or you don't. Yeah, I think for me, <laughs> those are my biggest issues, right? Like if I were to make changes, just make Keanu Reeves Neo Asian. Just say it. Mm, yeah. Find a way to say it. Duh. He's an Asian man. I think that solves give Keanu what he wants. Basically, so many of the issues in the movie, or yeah, cast a person of color, you know, legit in the lead, legit in terms of like, you know, there's no mistaking, right? Like right. you can't look at this person and say, well, they look a little white to me. It's like no, yeah. like this is definitely a person of color. We're not yeah. even. You could have been Puerto Rican for all I care. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> we're not going to give you the opportunity to. Right. <laughs> to whitewash this character you know, <laughs> because you you don't know you know this person's origin right so you can do that i think you also kind of cut away some of the wakowskis they're very smart again they're very mm. creative you know like they have a lot of you know none of this stuff when you listen to them talk about it like they actually know what they're talking about like they didn't just read like a tumblr post and like make a movie like uh -huh. they have <laughs> You know, like they are they are about all of this stuff. The problem is that, like Cameron is saying, a, a movie can't be all things for all people, right? And when you try to make something all things for all people, you try to speak to all of these different things. Specifically, again, Black people didn't write this movie and Black people didn't direct this movie. And so mm -hmm. when we talk about allyship, right? Like if they wanted to make this movie where the the lead of the movie is a white person, but mm. the way that they save everybody is by voluntarily giving away their power, right? <laughs> like right. to end white supremacy, to end all these systems, I'm going to absolve myself of the systems that give me power and disseminate that power to others, right? So I have a mass power, now I'm giving power away voluntarily to dismantle these systems that you know uphold and oppress all these other people right white privilege allegory right there right Boom, there you go. using your white privileges as a weapon against white privilege Boom. right Boom. so you know if that's the movie where yes we intentionally casted this white person because the ultimate end of this movie is going to be them giving away their power to destroy the systems yeah. that give them power in the first place sure that's a movie that's not what you did but if you're going to <laughs> if you want to lie to me if you want yeah, to lie right, to me right. get a cute lie right <laughs> but the thing about it is if you're going to do something like that or if you're going to if you're going to do a movie in which revolution is at the core of it and then you're going to have a bunch of black and brown people be the people being liberated part of, right being part of this revolution one give them more autonomy Right. Like they need mm -hmm. to have just just this... act like, you know, what you're doing. Just act like, you know what you're doing. Right. Secondly, if we're going to be going to call you out. <laughs> well, because if you're going to pull from all this stuff like France Fanon exists, he was a philosopher. You could have pulled from his philosophies about colonization, literally about all the right different now. systems right? of the earth right now. You know what I mean? Like there's plenty of other black POC philosophers, thinkers, people who had ideas about systems. Yeah. It wasn't just Karl Marx. It wasn't just, you know, right. uh, Socrates. Right. It's not a vacuum. And it doesn't the, exist know. in a vacuum. This movie that you made, I mean, as new as it kind of looked, and sure, you made up bullet time or whatever, you didn't make <laughs> up revolution. Right. No, no. Revolution you, was already a thing. Revolution was already there. Right. You and know? So if, if you're going to situate 
people who look like me in situations like this where they're reaching for liberation against you keep saying systems you repeat the word systems i'm going to take that to mean quite literal systems that oppress and keep people down so if that's the whole goal of the movie is that these black and brown people rise up throw off the shackles of these systems liberate themselves and create a new world then i would like to see that as they do that you know like you have these situations where yeah jada pinkett gets a little moment here morpheus gets a moment here you know some mm-hmm. other black people get a chance to do you know henry, henry perot gets to do you know some stuff over yeah, there yeah, on the yeah. side yeah you know like you have moments where they get to do stuff but they're a lot of that's reactionary they're defending right. themselves they're defending their right. home they're kind of do but in terms of forward action all of their actions like jada pinkett does choose to go out and help but basically she's going to help neo right like she is assisting neo in his goal of something else right like she's not doing anything on her own you throw a a lot of that stuff in the animatrix stuff which is like side content that people can consume if they choose to but in the movies you know these big hollywood productions that everybody is going to go see that stuff gets left out so yeah. that's the issue is that when you have these movies as well, we talk about it all the time, as well-intentioned as it may be, obviously there's a lot of intentionality in the way that things look. There's a lot of intentionality in what you're trying to communicate. And you have to respect that. You have to respect that. You have to pay attention. Right. 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 Like it's, it's, it's deeper than just, Hey, we cast a lot of black and Brown and, Asian and indigenous and you know all these other people in these roles because it's similar to Ashley Nicole Black who does uh Black Lady Sketch Show and a bunch of other things Mm -hmm. had a tweet earlier this week that was basically like it's always interesting to me when I watch sitcoms or other shows that intentionally classed a bunch of black and brown people as like the extras or the background or you know, people who kind of populate the world that these white characters are in, and then the white people never talk to them because it looks like yeah, these white people live them. in a world where they just ignore <laughs> all the black mm-hmm. and brown people around them, mm-hmm. right? And so it, it kind of sends a backhanded message where it's like, oh, like look at all these black and brown people in this cafe, or look at all these black and brown people at this person's job, or look at all these right. black and brown people, you know, like existing, you know, in the space. These white people never talk to them like, nope. <laughs> you know, like yeah. it kind of sends an opposite message. And that's, you know, the Matrix, obviously, they're all interacting and talking to each other. But it's it's one thing to show us on screen. Right. It's another thing to give us the opportunity to specifically in a story about liberation, like take part in that liberation in a meaningful way, not just as foot soldiers or as like people who are fighting the fight, but like actually making the decision because Neo gets to do whatever he wants, right? Neo never makes a bad decision. Neo can go off script and do other things and like fly and you know, whatever. And like, nobody's ever like, what the hell are you doing? You could have killed us. You could have done, you know, like that could have gone horribly wrong. And so it's just like, thank God Neo was here because he saved everybody, right? Like every single time. Right. And so the black and brown people don't get that luxury because we are just fighting to survive, literally fighting to exist. So when you have that as the crux and thesis of your movie, specifically for these last two movies, you got to you got to give me more than just Jada Pinkett gets to fly ship. 
and yeah. you know yeah. Yeah. lead some people here or there right and i need more than that which <laughs> i think leads us into the final part of this particular conversation again conversation about how to reimagine the matrix because matrix four is coming right mm -hmm. this is happening they're making this movie um and it's going to be very interesting to see if any of the criticisms of this trilogy make their way into this movie because they have done a few things right like what they have said is that uh yaya abdul mateen right yeah. and jessica henrik are the leads of this film but yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm curious to see how that works because, you know, if those two people of color are going to be the star of this fourth film and I guess Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss are going to play the back, I don't really know what that means. I don't know. Uh, again, it's written and directed by all white people. So yeah. uh, <laughs> we'll see, we'll see how <laughs> all of that plays out. But yeah. it is, it is interesting because that movie's coming this year so we're going to see mm -hmm. if if any of the criticisms in terms of it not even just being a white savior film but a lot of the other criticisms about that have any effect or if they just say eh, we're going to keep doing what we've been doing and, and make a fourth matrix <laughs> before we get out of here we have to ernie we have to hit you with our caucasity meter Okay. Uh, so we can properly rank the matrix trilogy with the rest of our films so three levels for Caucasity meter the very bottom is shorts in the winter which is basically like you're doing something I don't know why you're doing it you know like clearly you've made a choice you're not you're not hurting me yeah right right, right. you're probably hurting yourself and you don't have to you're yeah. ridiculous yeah like you're 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 doing something you're making a choice bless up but you know probably I would do something different the second level is this movie is touching my hair. Uh, and that's when it starts that's to cross over. Yeah. You're now, touching me. Now you are, now you are yeah. in my space, invading my space. I need you to take several steps back. I need you, I need you to take, take a step. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> reconsider your life choices because now, now, not only are you doing too much, but that is crossing over into me and affecting me. The very final level is... Taylor Swift's cover of September, which is like, we have, we have a problem now. You chose violence. Yes. yes. You are actually, we got to fight now. You're doing this on purpose. Now. You know what you're doing. You're appropriating blackness. You think you're improving blackness, but you need to man. chill the hell out. Yeah. Like that's, that's like the ultimate, ultimate you've crossed the very last line. Um, oh, where do you see the matrix winding up? If it was just the first movie, I would just say shorts in the winter. Yeah, I would just say shorts I agree. in the winter. Yeah, I agree if, if, if it was just the one movie, yeah. But then you gave me Reloaded, mm -hmm. and you had a whole ass city of black and brown folks bowing down to a white savior. It ain't exactly September, but it's definitely they're touching my head. <laughs> they're definitely touching my hair yeah. i don't feel comfortable with it. <laughs> cameron oh this movie's all up in my hair <laughs> want to know if it's 4c they heard 4c from somebody and they just was oh, that that is that kinky and then is i have lamb 
like before I choose violence. <laughs> uh, about I, you, Jordan? I would agree uh, that this movie is touching my hair. It it really is such a gumbo of just like so many different things that it. But they really, don't want to cop to any of it. They don't want to cop right. to any of it. Like yeah, they've they've got a lot of. Be? They got a lot of ideas. <laughs> they threw out a lot of ideas. They did a lot, right? And so, like we said, this movie is the looking glass in which you can see anything that you want to see on the other end of it, right? And so, like we talk about a lot of the times, when white people watch these movies, they get to be the main character and exist mm-hmm. in the space and save the world. But for Black people, we're watching this and we're looking at Zion and saying, what's up? Like, what's up with that? What's up with these people? Like, we really want It's like we're more... watching from the sidelines, but everybody on the sidelines look like me. Right. I don't know, man. Architect looks like he said the N-word a lot. Probably does. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure he called he he called the Oracle a nigga. I know it. Well, I mean, I think he, he, he invented the word. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, that, that nigga the Oracle? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I made her, too. Did, did you I see the way for, he was I let her work for me. Yeah. I let her work for me. <laughs> I gave her an opportunity. <laughs> well, I thought the Oracle helped create. I guess. I guess you could say. I guess you could call it that. Freaking darkies <laughs> getting all the credit for my work. Woof. Woof. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. I might woof. change my rate now. <laughs> <laughs> this might just be some Taylor Swift September. Yeah, I don't man. know. It's close. It's skating it's up touching. on it's it. Touching. It's touching. Yeah. It's definitely uh, hands up in the hair. Hands up in the hair. For sure. Yeah. At the end of the day, like it did a lot of good things, not even just sure. action wise, but mm. like it's great to see Lawrence Fishburne in this role. Yeah. Great to see Jada in this role. Great to see a lot of the other, you know, black actors getting yeah. opportunities to to be in a big major Hollywood science fiction production. But a lot of things need to be clarified, a lot of things lacking. It didn't quite get as bad as other movies as we've seen, but it definitely but it, sure got it was reaching for it. So it you sure know, got uh I, I would say touching my hair across the board <laughs> is 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 what we're going to land on yeah. um ernie before we get out of here mm-hmm. please just give us all the plugs let us know what you're working on what people can find you at the floor is yours uh, uh well you can find me on youtube.com forward slash blur without fear uh i post videos uh, not every day but every other day or so give or take you you, you get at least two videos a week out of me i do a live stream every saturday the blur cave 12 p.m central standard time uh where i talk about whatever's the latest going on in comic books and comic book movies tv shows whatever uh and uh i also uh you, you can find me on social media i'm not the most active person because i try to stay off social media for healthy mental health reasons uh but uh you can find me predominantly on twitter uh blurred minus fear uh if you uh if you want to uh, holler at me over there and uh yeah that's uh that that's those are the important those are the important things for sure <laughs> uh cameron what's going on with you uh content we're making content out here yep uh I do cooking videos. I don't know if I've ever said that I do cooking videos for McCormick Spice. Check those out. Why not? Shout out. Shout out. McCormick's right. Flavor Makers. Check it out. 
Yeah, well, you know, McCormick, my hometown. I'm plugging something for their company. That's, that kind of seems kind of <laughs> fucked up. Uh, the Blipster 1138 on IG and Twitter. Yeah, McCormick, yeah. if you want. And I'm Jordan Clark. You can find me on the internet at jrsosa18, jrsosa18. You know, we'll have more of the show for you coming up next week. Got some movies, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll figure out what the next one is going to be. Uh, but I will leave you with the sounds of Lawrence Fishburne. But thank you all for listening and we'll catch you next time. Peace. Open that third eye. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved.